everyone. So I was thinking today, um, oh, by the way, I hope everybody's well, um, how I could, you know, help or in some way um, use my own kind of back road journey into all this crazy um, to somehow help you and and um, I think you know um, when we go into new territory and we're kind of knocked off a cliff or whatever um, and when you surrender there's this sort of it's it's been a pretty kind of substantial kind of <laughs> um, walk in the undergrowth so to speak or in the kind of <clears throat> the catacombs of hell and in the shadow and um, I think there's a few things I want to say about this and first and foremost you know the ayahuasca affects everybody completely differently so um, the only thing I can take I can I'm trying to sort of think of how ways that I can um, give back you know um, and I was thinking, you know, well, how can you have had this crazy journey that's been you know, a long time in the making and completely unexpected and completely kind of out to lunch in a way in many ways. And, you know, how can you serve, you know, how can you give back from that? And um, first and foremost, you know, I, I don't have any monopoly on the ayahuasca. It's not, you know, I don't... Um, no one has a monopoly on anything, um, really. At the end of the day, it's all divine. Um, hopefully, it will encourage you to... Um, at least it might trigger... I wish... I, I suppose for me, I was thinking, God, if... I mean, I, we can't control this journey in the way, right? But if I could, I wish that I could have stumbled across... Um, someone that had sort of been on this crazy journey that kind of could have gotten me there quicker I suppose but I suppose that's a wishful thinking I don't control anything and therefore it's going to happen as it's going to happen so I hope it encourages you to take a look at the different modalities of um, going within and that doesn't mean you know you shouldn't try absolutely everything right Um, therapy all the stuff that's out there but um, and I, everybody takes the ayahuasca and it affects everybody in, in a completely different way. And so there's nothing I can even, <laughs> um, help in, in that way. I mean, it's just, you have to get there however you get there. Perhaps it's time, perhaps it's not time. Um, I can only, I think, hopefully inspire you by my own journey to um, go visit her <laughs> but again it's going to happen when it needs to happen um, and in your in your own pace at your own pace um, I so there's no like oh there's an ayahuasca like takeout <laughs> you know the process is the process and she arrives as she arrives to each individual and whatever so 
I'm just another grain of sand in a very big beach of lots of grains of sand. But so that really is the only thing is is to discuss and to talk about, you know, how the miracle in a way of my own journey. And I was thinking again, you know, how could I have gotten to this quicker? How could I have not spent so time so much time wandering around and ambling and banging against walls? But I suppose when I think in, in retrospect I had to smash into a lot of walls and you know, it was a slow, very slow awakening. It was very, you know, I, I marinated in many different things and Buddhism, you know, the Bardos, the, you know, the Book of the Dead. I mean, I just, the, the Thai forest. I mean, I think everything takes you somewhere. Everything's a vehicle to take you where you need to go. Um, I suppose I would say be wary of, of, if someone has the answer and um, be wary of arriving right um, and trust your own instincts and, and you know your heart knows um, and everything is a vehicle you know for yourself it's just a vehicle that gets you closer and to yourself there's the I have it actually at home is the whole series of um, the Buddhist enlightenment I can't remember what it's called there's kind of ten different pictures of the ox yeah the ox drawings and then we can't see the ox then we see the ox and it's kind of like our ego and then we dissolve the ox and then we go out and we tell the world about the, you know, the journey um There is no specific path, I don't think. It's your path. Um, if you are quite closed up and you've been, you have, you're carrying a lot of wounds. Where it's, I, I see this for myself because it's like we're eager to sort of, to to get it fixed. You know, we're eager to know the truth. We're eager to just get it sorted. And so sometimes that can be a trap because we mistake, you know, the vehicle for the end, right? The process for the final thing. So again, I'd be wary, also wary of ritual, anything that asks you to fit into a particular mold, I suppose. Um, And if ritual is set up, it's usually, again, as a vehicle, for your own connection to yourself, right? Um, it's a never-ending journey. It doesn't, there is no, it, it always sort of gets deeper and deeper once you're kind of thrown in. Um, and I suppose, you know, through thick and thin, it's about a commitment. I was really in the dark, so I was just, I was just in this kind of big field of, I mean, I literally, everything collapsed and sunk and and I lost everything and, you know, just the horror of all of that. So I had to be thrown off. I had to be literally, you know, kind of knocked off a cliff and have everything just 
be taken from me. Sometimes it can be a death, it can be a really big event that kind of forces you to reevaluate everything. I think one of the things is to always find compassion, even though, you know, you might be ruled by all sorts of weirdness and darkness and demons and whatever. But to always know that the end goal is to, for self-love, right? It's for... And sometimes, you know, you'll come across things that will just... Um, mean things at that particular time. They'll kind of like awaken something in you. And it's it's almost like a a room with a zillion lights and everything like puts one little light on and then another little light and there's kind of more there's just more seeing of stuff right that's really what it feels like and again this is only my um, and I think as you kind of open up you know bigger things take over you know I just um that you're completely unaware of. You know, like for example, I had a big, huge energetic coding, awakening, thought I was dying. And it was simply, it was so much bigger. It was happening at some other level, I had no idea. But surrender had gotten me and meditation had begun to cut down a lot of the wiring that I had that you know was in control mode and as it seems to me as I go along the less and less control I have the more and more the world or the universe or whatever this thing is I have no idea moves in and takes over um, the plant medita- the meditation experience was pretty phenomenal very simple you know every day it took up more and more of my life as time went on I say life instead of five minutes it was an hour I think the Greeks had this thing where they would in the afternoon they'd they'd always find a time to connect to themselves so that's such a great way to start too is just finding a place to connect to yourself a simple cushion you know the Zen do it again you know facing a white wall whatever it is but just to find a few minutes every day to sit and just to be with yourself, whatever that state is, whether you're insane, whether you're not, whether you're happy, you're sad, whatever. I think that's really a very powerful thing. To find the time to connect with something inside. And, you know, I was very disconnected, um, but I sat and sat and sat and sat and sat and began to found, find more connection. I think as you open up, you know, something begins to move in that's bigger, kind of takes over. And that's, I think, how I got to ayahuasca because I'd kind of given up a lot of the control and myself and not that it was... I mean, I still had a very powerful ego, but it was, it was, um, I had no, it it began to kind of clear out all the layers, you know? 
so whilst before it was organizing everything and it was completely in control, the more and more I surrendered the part of me that wanted to let go became more powerful. Until I see it straight up, straight on now as an actual entity. Um, I was terrified of a world I didn't understand. Certainly had no connection to any kind of spiritual stuff as far as, you know, other entities or the dimensions. I mean, I was, I was a solidly a reality girl. <laughs> Full on, no kidding, this is where it's at kind of girl. So, you know, my descent into this other dimension was, um, uh, again, completely unexpected. I mean, I had a full-on exorcism when I was, the first time I went to Peru. But I think it, it, it I mean, it's basically like just, you know, a, a, a breaking of a code, whatever, in your energetic field. Again, also try not to, if you can, because what will happen is that, you know, our ego then takes all this other stuff that it encounters as its own. And, you know, that can be kind of dangerous. Like, suddenly you're the one that has the power and you're the... I mean, I don't mean you don't have power, but it's like, just remember it's never you. (laughs) And that it's a gift and, you know, and everybody has access to it. There's no one person that has the monopoly on any of this. Um, you know, humility is very important because I think a lot of people, you know, we all get kind of carried away. I certainly was, oh God, I'm having exorcisms and Kundalini breaks and it's all this kind of... Um, but understand it's... Everybody has availability to this. Everybody can get to it. It's like Costco's, you know, in the spiritual world. It's like, you know, next, aisle five, you know, Kundalini bro, you know, aisle six, ayahuasca. It's really not that I don't respect it, I do and honor it. And what I'm just saying is like, you know, no one can take on the mantle. Like, for example, I was thinking, you know, how can I give back? Well, the ayahuasca, you know, that's, you know, I can only hopefully inspire you and ignite your own journey and you know and and it talked about my own journey and hopefully inspire you to you know heal if you need to heal right because of my own experience not because of anything else but at the end of the day you know you're the one that takes the plant medicine you're the one that you know does the work you are the one that embarks on the journey or not um one of the other things is is the more you're you are you surrender the more the universe takes over the more opening there is um the less of your ego is there um and you have to be willing to let the world transform you and that's quite difficult just by the by it's because you have to let go. Everybody talks about letting go. It's, you know, it's, it's a big thing. Um, especially if you've been, if you've had trauma or if you've been wounded or you've had all sorts of horrors happening early on. The very fear was there's no one here, right? So you're going to let go of the very thing that 
made you kind of exist in that traumatic triangle. So releasing it is no walk in the park. The dismantling has for me has been pretty slow. It might be immediate for you. I don't know, but it's everybody's a completely different experience. I think collectively, I suppose, if you are doing meditation and plant medicines, and again, I've only done ayahuasca, there's all sorts of things you can do. That's just my go-to. It's been here with me all the time. I've never had the calling to do other things. I did think I had a calling to do toad medicine, but that was more my ego saying, let's just get this shit over with. (laughs) And then I realized, I don't want to do this. It was like my whole body was saying no. Um, so people get called to do other plants I mean there's this when there is a connection there's actually a pretty huge a lot of things can happen don't say no to any of them you know explore listen to your heart listen to what's calling you Um, there is no one way It is messy. Um, It is difficult because you kind of are built in this cauldron which you have other connections to, sort of to family members, etc. So when you begin to shift and emotions come up, you know, there can be a lot of buried rage and very difficult. If you've never felt them before and you'll see yourself doing things that you never imagined, like trust that whatever is going on it needs to be that way I think that's very important it needs it's it's its own once you surrender it's it's you're on this yeah you just have to you're not you don't know where you're going um, you just have to trust I think that's trust is a big thing trust whatever's going on if you like, if it really freaks you out, like I got freaked out when I started riding a horse in my living room. <laughs> and there were thousands of Indians. Um, you know, reach out to people who have done the medicine. You know, I may say done the medicine, I mean shamans or people who are experienced or which you can do and, and ask the question. I mean, I speak Spanish, so that was... But, you know, I literally was like 1-800, you know, like there's a shaman on, on YouTube, I've got to call him. I'm on a horse. There's thousands of Indians in my living room. You know, the, the medicine is going to take you to places that you have never encountered. And at first, it's kind of frightening. It's like, what's going on, you know? I mean, I brush my teeth, go to work, <laughs> pay my bills, watch Netflix. Like, huh? So you're being brought into a whole different dimension um, I think intention is very important, you know. I think always from love. Yes, you know, I mean, I felt tremendous rage for about a year and a half. I was just like, my only word was cunt, <laughs> that's all I could say. And now and again, I do have to keep repeating it. But, you know, I was, I was really angry. But I, I always came from love. Like, I, I just, I just want healing. And, you know, sometimes healing is pouring out the rage. You know, and 
and that's kosher. You've got to you've got to disentangle yourself from everything. And there's if you've had trauma or you've been silenced or you've been neglected, whatever it is that your the stuff is, it's I love that notion of disfiguring your energetic field. It's kind of it's like pus in your energetic field. You've got to let it out in order for you to sort of be reconfigured. You have to let go of all the corners that kept you kind of sort of in this kind of pretzel, like a pretzel, right? Tangled up and in terror and all this stuff. I think it's difficult to face the truth, you know? I mean, here I was thinking I was this, you know, educated English woman who grew up in this, you know, pretty well-to-do family and it turns out with a nice family and it turns out, you know, I was in hell. You know, I had this great line, I sound like the queen but I was brought up in the projects you know just like I mean I used to listen to so much rap music and I understand why it was my way of getting my anger out but yeah you're, you're going to feel a lot of and you're going to see stuff that's very painful you know I've seen I don't even want to go into what I've seen it's been so horrific you know how can people do this and why you know why did it happen to me You know, why does all this happen? I have no idea. You know, the cer- in the ceremonies, you know, sometimes the ayahuasca, you know, will tell you, you know. I mean, everybody has very different experiences. Some people are given a whole laundry list of stuff, you know. Everybody, again, it just, it's very different for each person. Um, I think there's also, and the trust is a kind of like, she'll help you put it together, you know. It's like, again, lots and lots of broken pieces. That's what trauma is, a shattering. And then it's like Humpty Dumpty. She'll help you put all the pieces back together. But to do that, you know, sometimes it's really difficult to feel the emotions, to see the stuff. You have to have tons of compassion and love and wake up the next day and just, like, you know, keep going forward. Feel whatever it is that you feel. I always call to the great mother. I'm just like, so I feel connected to her because I'm always kind of, she's in my head, she's in my spirit. Like I, and sometimes she's gonna kick your ass. Like she kicked my ass, you know, she's like a very loving mother that's gonna tell you exactly where you're at. And, um, you know, if you fucked up, she's gonna tell you. Um, when I was in Peru, I there was a final ceremony where I was, you know, people came around to the different malocas, and it was part of the ritual of the the great wizard, Maestri Nurse. And I was in bed naked listening to the sex pistols. You're not allowed to listen to music. And I completely was oblivious to this procession. And I got seriously disciplined, not by the uh, Shipibo, but by the plant herself here in New York. I was, you know really just made to apologize and just shown how disrespectful I'd been. So take it, right? It's, you're going to be, you know, for all the gifts and for all the great healing and for all the great connection, there's also, you know, real life, wake the fuck up, you know, discipline, right? And respect. Um, you know, I've seen in myself, you know, just 
pieces of me which belonged to kind of darkness. I mean, I was like, I feel like I was a disciple of Satan in some ways, you know, um, of darkness. And, you know, I'd see myself like in ceremony, like this part of me that was laughing, you know, at the making fun of the Shapiba. And that was, again, she showed me like, there's something inside of me that belongs to that darkness. And so there's gonna be a lot of stuff that you feel bad about or you feel, you know, um, but you have to go through all of it. And your relationships with your family, things are gonna, you know, your energy changes, you see things, I mean, Imagine going, I had to go back and tell them, like, you know, this man was a pedophile. I was sold for sex. He used me. I mean, I didn't get a lot of answers. I was <laughs> just like, everybody's in denial. Everybody wants to, you know, you, you can't interfere in people's narratives. That's also a big thing. You know, it's very difficult for us to see the truth. That's what makes it very difficult because it not only breaks us open, but then it's like a billiard ball, it'll affect everybody else. And it's like the only one in the room that can see the emperor has no clothes. And again, some people might say yes, you know, and listen to you. But for the most part, you know, if all your family members have been brought up by the same person, they're gonna have their own narrative created in relationship to him or her. And they haven't been through the process that you've been through and they haven't, you know, spent the time that you've spent doing and connecting and it's you feel very it's, it's a big piece which is kind of you you know it's lonely right you're going it's just you in this other universe going through this kind of like pinball like you're born a pinball machine somebody used that I thought that was really good um, and you know it is literally like being a, a born a pinball machine she's gonna send you all over the place also you know some you can get visions and holograms but like physically to be in a ceremony and to be moved all over the place by spirits I mean that was most of my ceremonies was being moved around energy is just from nowhere just being pulled around again all this new language all this new surrender and if you've kept a very tight hold on this reality and, you know, I think if you live in that kind of like controlling X, you know, X Excel sheet world, um, it's kind of frightening, right? It's kind of frightening. Um, so it's really kind of learning and dissolving and accepting this path because the more you accept it the more healing there is the more you're going to encounter like I came back and there was you know I was in dreams I was leaving my body there are all sorts of weird dark entities and god knows what else you know I mean at one point I had my dead aunt who was not a nice person you know start stroking my hair that was really weird um, ghosts in the tambo that was my own I mean yeah, I brought him with me my father you know you're going to have a lot of when you stir up the pot you know in order for it to be 
imagine yourself it's it's like you're you've been baked in all this stuff and the minute you start that thing starts to dissolve like all the bats fly out of the cave and all, when there's shifting in the energetic field a lot of unexpected things are going to happen because you're no longer the ego controlling keeping it under control you're surrendering and then the energetic field takes over and then all the bats start flying out <laughs> and all the weird stuff starts happening and my ass like shifts happen and you know Indian I mean all sorts of things and your guardians will show up there's yeah and then how do you reconcile that with this life and then because you're still going to have your work whatever you do right you're still going to have to call up that client and you know be in that office whatever you don't have to but I mean that's just you know for me I'm just saying in a normal world you still have to go and have dinner and you know whatever you do so you're really kind of building this kind of extra addition to yourself which is of this other dimension and you know I was people were speaking through me it was just like but you can control it and so far as like you know I do the, an hour and a half every day just sitting and listening to the Ikaros and it's not like you, you lose it you have control you just have to let yourself enter into that place and allow it to happen what happens so you know this medicine is, is incredible it knows how much you can tolerate so don't be scared or be scared but do it anyway I was scared and I just did it anyway um, I think that's really hopefully everything that's happening um, for me might just you know give you a little ignition or allow for you to get more dissolved and also like you know as you wake up you know you kind of lose relationships you know because the way the ego works it has to fuel itself off what it knows right so if you're wounded that ego has been born of wounds so it's going to find the same conditions that wounded you in the first place so friendships and then you have to be fearlessly honest with who you are and that's B that's like really I was that bad I was that yuck yep yeah I manipulated that person yep yeah I mean if you're not don't know what's going on and you're you know you're armored up etc I mean I didn't do it consciously right? I didn't say oh I'm gonna go do this it was just second nature just still, I'm, I'm, off, I'm not off the hook for it, right? I mean, I'm responsible for it. I can finally see it now. I'm not owned by the darkness. But you're going to see parts of yourself that you don't like. Again, compassion. Compassion for what you went through, compassion for what happened. And at some point, I haven't gotten there yet, quite as yet. It's the next part of my journey. You forgive. I haven't, it was, it's been too big for me and there's too much I'm still seeing etc but hopefully at some point it just it all dissolves right you see everything everything comes up you're kind of your energetic field is kind of reconfigured it's clean you know it's like it's it's like it's riddled with 
with disease, you know, that's what it feels like. It's like this thing that's just been riddled with, like, you know, imagine if you, if you tell a daffodil, like, um, you know, don't be a daffodil. I need you to be a, I need you to be a raccoon, right? So the daffodil, all it does all day is it tries to be a raccoon. Well, after a while, the disfiguring of its truth, of its truth begins, you know, it's a serious contortion of its natural being. It's, it affects it, you know, like if you, it's like a pretzel. It's like you're trying all the day, you're trying to not feel, you're trying to not see, you just, so when all this begins to dissolve and you return back to your daffodil and you're no longer trying to be a raccoon, um, there are huge shifts. And I don't know what the timeline is, I don't know how long it's gonna take, I don't, don't know anything, I just know that every day I sit consistently to continue on this journey. And there will be frustrations, there'll be all sorts of things that will be thrown into you, into your field. As your ego struggles to stay alive, it'll trick you. I mean, I remember when I was meditating for about two years, I had nonstop dreams of people coming into my room and trying to kill me. And, and I realize now it's because I was getting closer and closer to discovering what happened, right? So your ego threatens you. Um, the mind is very clever at creating I mean, this, this thing that lives in you is, 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 a, is a survivor, and it needs to, it'll go to the ends of the earth to maintain the truth, which is why I literally had to go through a massive energetic opening for me to finally see, look, there's somebody in the attic, it's this dark figure, and I need to go fix it. I would never have understood that in a million years. So, yeah, I mean, if you go in, I think we're, we live in a society that everything has to be fixed and everything has to be right and there's perfection and there's this way of doing it. And, and in the world of this other dimension, you, we have, we're like strangers, you know, we have no vocabulary for it, you know, it's not part of our everyday. So consider it like, a, first of all, trust the universe. Trust, 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 trust. Um, and consider it like a new language, you know, like, okay, I don't know. It's like that Zen koan, don't know mind, you know, don't know. Just wake up, I don't know. Go in, let it do what it needs to do, and then, and keep going. And, you know, sometimes it's really difficult, and sometimes very painful, and, and sometimes it's just glorious, you know. There's just the feeling of, you know, being in a cloud of love is just like you've never felt before. But like everything, it has, you know you're gonna experience many different things and things you've never experienced before. And don't, you know, <laughs> don't run, if you you know, if you have questions, find the right person to ask, you know, a shaman. Because we don't understand this experience, it's not part of our vocabulary, it's not part of our, you know, getting on the subway at nine o'clock in the morning and, you know, everything coming out on the screen. It's, it doesn't work like that. Um, yeah, and just trust and, and heal, really. Allow the healing to happen. If you are on this, if you go down the rubber hole or if you 
wherever it takes you. You know, if it's done with love and intention and good intention and caring and let it transform you, let it heal you. It gives you so much more energy. It gives you just cleansing. Then eventually the dissolution of all of it. You know, it's like holding on to like a disease. Like why would you want to hold on to it? You can have to let it go. And I think whatever your prayer is, you know, keep believing in it. You know, my prayer was I just want to be like a fish in the water. I just want to be able to just swim free. Whatever that means, right? So whatever your intention or your prayer is, just keep it consistent within you. So that whatever happens, you know, when entities and stuff show up and everything, you're just very connected to your prayer and then connected to the medicine. That was a very powerful grounding for me, like when things got really crazy. It's like, you know, trust the medicine. Um, You know, adhere to your inner prayer. And of course, love, always coming from love, from grace. And the spiritual world is not like a la-di-da, like, oh yeah, everything's great, I'm gonna sit in this cave, and no. The forces of darkness are very powerful, as are the forces of light. And if you're in a struggle, it's usually because the forces of darkness have a bigger hold on you. And they don't go away, you know, and they don't. So it's not a fourth floor blooming tales, you know, international section. <laughs> oh my God, oh, it's fantastic. You know, I'm gonna wear a little robe and sit in a cave, you know, and everything's gonna be fine. You know, there's no separate spiritual life. It's all, it's all spiritual, it's all spiritual. Whatever it is you're doing, whether you're ordering a Big Mac at McDonald's or in the middle, in the middle of 10,000 demons, it's all the same thing. It's just a different variation of it. It's the less, everything's always there. And it's a big, messy pot of stew that just, sometimes it's just, I don't, I, I don't want to do it tonight, I can't do it. I just, not into it, I can't do it. And it's very rare for me, but sometimes it's like, you know, I just want to like, you have to, you know, your brain's going to just want to process and be slow and take your time processing because that takes a while too, just to like, you know, and it might be one theme for me, it's been one theme, but it's a huge theme and has many wires and there's many emotional things that are connected to it. And it really is like being your own revolution, right? You have to really like just overthrow everything you've built single-handedly with the help of obviously of the plants and so it's a project you know you just bite off a little bit at a time and just keep going in and keep resurrecting that's right just keep resurrecting and you know all these you know we're kind of marinated in everybody else's belief you know marinated in this christianity marinated in wars marinated we're just marinated in it's like we've come to this party that's been going on for 40 billion years and you know we just get bombarded with all this stuff i mean nothing you know 
it's this moment. Like today I'm listening to rap, tomorrow I'm going to listen to country. Like it's just what's happening right now. It's going to last very little and then something else is going to show up. There is no consistency in any of this other than inconsistency. You can count on inconsistency and change. Um, and that, I think that's one of the great gifts is that you, you just learn to be in the middle of a spin-dry cycle. <laughs> but you don't get involved in it, right? It might carry you, but you don't. It, it, it kind of grounds you more and more, so they're just happening in it. You know? But you're not just reacting, reacting, reacting. Yeah, and I think um, it's really becoming whole because if you have a shadow and you're not aware of it, then it's like, again, how can you be in your mansion if you're living in the, you know, downstairs in the basement? You know, the world just becomes bigger, you know. I don't know about a trip to Disneyland, but that might be in the world, I don't know. Anyway, just accept the process and be scared and be all the things that, you know, and just trust that you're being taken and led. And all this thing about this, oh, you know, there's no here and it's all this and it's all... Listen, whatever your experience is, is your experience. For, I'm here, like, this isn't... For me, this is not an illusion. It's like, it could be in some kind of, like, MIT lab... But for me, you know, when I fall down, I get hurt. I feel it. So, again, so people will come out with all these esoteric sayings. Like somebody's coming up with this app for the shadow and the collective shadow. I don't know what the fuck. But at the end of the day, it's just, just stick to your experience. Kind of be intimate with yourself. Be private with yourself. Surrender to yourself. Respect and love yourself and keep investigating whatever it is that is that you are, you know. Because you are divinity and, you know, a few things, bad things may have happened, but if you are divinity, then you, you can, you know, your divinity is going to kind of get you back, you know, to return you. And it's all, you know, it's one huge thing anyway, so. It's one big George, darling, in ten zillion ways, forms, right? But again, don't, you know, don't get caught up in beliefs that don't make sense to you or that you need to adhere to or that you need to believe. Don't believe anyone, even me. Fuck everyone. As far as, you know, does anybody know anything else? I don't think so. I don't, I've never encountered anyone that, you know, has got... Yeah, so don't, don't give your power away. You know, the great, that's the great thing about the medicine is, is the plant medicine is like, it's a plant. <laughs> it's not a person, you know, it's not a statue in a church or someone on a cross or, you know, some weird, I don't know, crypt. It's just a plant. Nothing's built to the plant, you know. So, and I'm sure there are 10 zillion other things, you know, perhaps, for me, this has been a specific place of grounding and a very powerful but who knows, perhaps in 20 years they've discovered 10 zillion other things. I have no idea. Just keep looking. Just keep healing. And just keep loving you. Bye.